GamesillaMedia.com. Noise Land Arcade. Welcome to this week's episode of Noiseland Arcade. I am Craig WK, and with me is my pal, the Arcade Phantom, Sean. How's it going, everybody? We made it to season two. Yeah, we're finally on season two. Uh, the uh, uh, season one. Uh, if you'd like to catch those episodes, make sure to go back and listen to them if you haven't already. Uh, but uh, moving forward, the uh, Simpsons are are just getting better and better. And this week, we're covering uh, Bart Gets an F. Uh, Sean, when did this episode come out? This episode came out October 11th, 1990. Yeah, so in this episode, Bart's failing grades make his teachers think that he should repeat the fourth grade, prompting the eldest son of the Simpson family to try and pass his next test. Uh, So, Sean, uh, are you familiar with what was going on in the world in the 1990s? Slightly. I was five years old at the time. So what was going on in 1990s? Well, Sean, months before this episode aired in uh, October, uh, in August, the Gulf War began. Really? The Persian Gulf War began. Uh, We were currently in Operation Desert Shield. Uh, Desert Storm is when the combat began. Uh, So uh, for for those who are unaware, uh, America's first war in Iraq uh, began in 1990 when uh, Iraq uh, annexed uh, and like took over Kuwait. Uh, so uh, what happened was is uh, during Operation Desert Shield, we began to bolster forces uh, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, we we sort of used them as sort of an excuse. It was kind of like a hey, we'll protect you if something bad happens. But really, we were gathering forces from from multiple nations, not just America, of course. Uh, but uh, uh, like America, I think uh, England, Canada, Australia, a lot of our allies and stuff uh, were were you know gathering forces there. And uh, at around this time, though, in uh, October. What was happening was is uh, there were reports that were coming out that the coalition was losing higher than average amounts of soldiers due to accidents, which many felt like was due to there being so many nighttime missions. Uh, and for those who are unaware, uh, which will Desert Storm's going on, so there's going to be a lot of news coming in the future. So actually, let's just leave it there. Let's, so, let's leave yeah. that one there. We're going to leave that one there because as time goes by, more and more crazy stuff will be happening with the uh, with uh, the Persian Gulf War. But Sean, what do you have for us for uh, news? Oh, there's a lot going on in pop culture, but I got a question, Craig. Yeah? Do I like to be mischievous? I mean, maybe a little. Like Bart? Like a little bit like Bart? I, I If I had to describe you with a French word, it would be Bartesque. So if I had to bring up pop culture from... 1990, would it be a horrible scar in your mind? Maybe. So I don't know where else I'm ever going to get to tell this story, but I get to tell this story now. Yeah. On October 12th, 1990, mm-hmm. the cult classic hit film Troll 2 was released in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know, Troll 2 is one of the worst movies ever made. It's so bad. So me, Craig, and a few of our buddies sat down one day and we watched that movie. I It was very, very against my will. Craig does not like watching bad movies for the sake of them being bad. No, I, I'm not very, 
I, I just I, I can't get into it like people can where they watch bad movies and they're just like, oh, my God, this is so bad. I love it. For me, I just get mad and fired up that it's like like these people made this movie. I'm pretty sure watching that movie, I could have pulled Craig's teeth out and killed his cat and he would have been in a better mood than watching that movie. Yeah, probably. His fingers were clenched on the chair, squeezing it of hatred and venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I, we all laughed at Nilbog and oh, weird popcorn sex. It was such a bad movie. So Troll 2 opened in theaters October 12th, 1990. How long did it last in theaters? Uh, probably forever, since it will always be in our hearts. I hate you. I hate you tons, Sean. I know you do, and I'm so glad I could open with that. <sighs> so... So, Sean, if he was to get a grade from Craig right now, it would be an F, much like Bart gets. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the episode uh, begins, and Martin Prince is doing a speech on Ernest Hemingway. I hate Martin <laughs> in early episodes so much. And this, I think the reason I hate him uh-huh. is he gives this speech, and Corbapo is like, oh, Martin, you're so good. Yes, yes, yes. I hate that so much. He's such a goody two-shoes that I just want to choke him. I, w- I would hit a kid. I would hit a kid if, if he that was kid Martin was Martin Prince. Prince. Mm. Uh, Which is funny because I like Martin Prince in later seasons, like six and seven. I like him a lot. Lemon of Troy, I think he's a great character. But oh, yeah. early seasons, he is just he's a he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece <laughs> of shit. I, I don't want to mince words there, but he's a piece yeah. of shit. Uh, he's real rotten. Uh, so Martin uh, does his report on Ernest Hemingway. Uh, they don't mention it in the uh, episode, and it's not on the chalkboard. But uh, from the quote he says, it is a, uh, uh, it's very paraphrased, but it is a uh, quote by uh, uh, the character Santiago uh, as he's uh, trying to reel in the Marlin uh, as he says, like, you know, listen, I don't care which one of us dies, but somebody's dying, <laughs> uh, which that's Hemingway for you. Uh, so I... Uh, after that, though, Krabappel asks Bart to read his book report on Treasure Island. So, Bart <laughs> did not read the book. No, no, he didn't. So, I gotta ask you. Uh-huh. Bart goes up and he fakes this book report. He describes he, the he cover? Tries, he tries to fake it. Mm-hmm. So, I want to ask before we get into him faking yeah. it. Did you ever fake a book report or any kind of report in school? Uh, reports in school, I'm sure I did. I... I uh, but but book reports, honestly, I I always enjoyed reading. So I you know, well actually there was one. What was it? Uh, well, Sean, uh, you were there for it. Was I? <laughs> you and a few of our friends were. In fact, uh, uh, Matrick Matrick on stage, who's uh, been a guest star on uh, the uh, uh, Legend of Retro show, I. Uh, has he been a guest star? He he recently recorded episodes with us. I'm not sure if they've been airing. Look forward to Patrick on stage <laughs> being on a Legend of Retro episode if you haven't already caught that. Uh, but I I he's uh, uh, one of the streamers on our stream team uh, for Game Solid Media, and uh, uh, he was there along with uh, our buddy Tans. I think Tans might have been there. Maybe uh, he might have been. I. Uh, uh, it was what uh, seventh grade going into eighth grade, and we had to uh, read over the summer a wrinkle in time. I knew this is where you'd go out, and I was hoping you'd say it. <laughs> and every single one of us were like, "Nah, the others will get it." And we none of us read it, and so when it came time, we got a score of like zero. 
Yeah, we had a score of zero, and it was like a group report. Like, everybody had to do it. It was like, yeah, it was like trivia It was and like a stuff. game show almost. Yeah, and we bombed so bad. We lost horribly. I have never read A Wrinkle in Time to this day. Uh-huh. The movie that came out, I refuse to watch it <laughs> because my version of it is infinitely better. I think Culex was involved from Super Mario RPG. I think so. He looked like he was on the cover. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, so, in fact, uh, uh, in the Super Mario RPG episode, me and Xander did for uh, Legend of Retro. Uh, I think I brought up the fact that our group was called the Dark Knights of Varda instead of the Dark Knight of uh, Vanda. Vanda. Vanda, yeah, which is the Mario RPG reference. So, I can think of two other times the two of us have faked reports, which are similar to Bart. <laughs> yeah. Craig and I, which if you didn't know, we love to talk on the radio. We took a radio and TV class together. Oh, yeah. And we had to do a commercial for, it was basically a PSA. And we had to do it about pirates. (laughs) And we had to fill exactly 30 seconds time. Oh, man, that was so slick. I was so proud of myself for that one. So we wrote out a script and it was very short, maybe 10, 12 seconds long. But we had to fill 30 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. So how did we fill that time, Craig? <laughs> it was a warning about it was a PSA, a warning about pirates. At the end of the episode or the end of this commercial, uh, my line was "Pirates are real." And so what I did is I had you point at me when it was thirty seconds uh, or twenty nine seconds, I think it was, and uh, it was like it was like you know fifteen seconds in, it was like remember pirates are, and it just went until the time was up, and I went real, and then it cut, and the teacher was just like. You guys had perfect timing. <laughs> well, she was also not happy with us because we conned the system. She was just like, you got to be kidding me. You, like, seriously? And I was like, do we get an A? And she's like, yes, you get an A. I was like, yes. I also remember one other book report you faked, which oh, was yeah? Journey to the West. Oh, no, I, I, I actually read that one. Oh, did you read that I one? Read, okay. It didn't, it didn't, it, 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 it probably didn't sound like the re- uh, book report was, was accurate because the book was so boring. I read, I read one, the first part of Journey to the West. It was, it's a huge book and it's like the, one of the first novels mankind had ever written. And I thought, oh, this is bound to be interesting. And it was so boring. I could not. I I think I read, if I didn't read all of it, I think I read, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't read all of it. Maybe I read about a half of it or something. And I just told the class. I was just like, it was so boring. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Which your honesty on that is the A in itself. Yeah, I think so. But back to the Simpsons. Ah, yes. Bart fakes out his book report. <laughs> yeah, so on Treasure Island. And uh, I love that uh, he he like so he gives it a nine out of ten. He describes the uh, cover art. Uh, uh, it's by Robert Louis Stevenson. If you guys didn't know, and Krabappel doesn't believe of it. So she's he like, also says who published the book, which I thought <laughs> yeah, was so hilarious. He talks about the publisher. <laughs> uh, and uh, Krabappel asks him, uh, uh, or uh, yeah, she asks him the trivia. What was the name of the pirate? And in Bart's head, he thinks of a bunch of different pirates. Did you list their names? I've got their names listed, so let's go back and forth on these mm-hmm. ones. So he lists Blackbeard. Real pirate. Uh, he then lists Captain Nemo, who's not a pirate, right? Isn't he like uh, in a... Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, but is he a pirate? No. Mm, yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, and then after that is what? Uh, Captain Hook. 
the everybody's favorite fast food fish restaurant, Long John Silver. Which is the correct answer. He also lists Peg like Pete. And then, Sean, what is the final pirate quote-unquote that he lists? The one that he says out loud is Bluebeard. Which is not a pirate. It was the name of uh, an actual real person. Uh, well, it wasn't his real name. It was a nickname. But I guess he was like a uh, an old, like, back in uh, forever ago, he was like a serial killer. He was like a maniac, like this dude who like murdered people, but he got the nickname Bluebeard, which sounds like Blackbeard, which is why people can uh, consider him similar to a pirate, I guess. Which makes sense, I guess. Pir- I guess. Pirates are murderers. Oh, I mean, that's piracy for you. Unless it's One Piece, I mean. <laughs> well, then you just beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> which is the best series ever. Anyway. Uh, I guess it could be Wind Waker. They don't really kill as pirates in that. Oh, yeah, they don't really. Yeah, they're they're more adventure-loving pirates and steal bombs. So maybe there's some good pirates every now and then. I suppose so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Long John Silver is the, the name of the pirate. And I... Uh, uh, Krumabo holds Bart after class. And I love that as she's yelling at him, I... I the it starts doing the like Charlie Brown like blah 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 blah. So I love that not only does she yell at him and it goes to that, mm-hmm. but it's proof that Bart has ADD. Bart's ADD acts up and he can't focus on what Carabble's talking about, and he kind of spaces out. As a kid who had a lot of troubles focusing on things other than video games, mm-hmm. that speaks to me personally. Because uh, I would not pay attention to a teacher to save my life. I'd be like, well, that was fun, but uh, this is not Super Mario World, so I'll see you later. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that like when uh, Krabappel's like, Bart, you haven't been listening to a word I said. And he's like, uh, you said to straighten up and fly right? And she's like, oh, that was a lucky guess. I, so Bart's not doing well at school. You know, that's that's what we can kind of infer from that. I, Bart uh, does... Make a pit stop after class. Yeah, he does. To our favorite place in all of Springfield. Noiseland Arcade. Uh, he swings by the uh, the Springfield Arcade. And he plays an arcade that I wish I had. Escape from Grandma's house. <laughs> I, I love that the uh, uh, the rank he gets for at, uh, when he loses is uh, ungrateful grandchild. <laughs> oh, does that ring? Uh... Reminds me of my grandma. Uh-huh. You just... Don't call enough. You're <laughs> ungrateful. Oh, I wish you'd call more. Grandma, I called you just the other day, but it wasn't enough. I would play Escape from Grandma's House. I really would. <laughs> now, did you catch uh, uh, some of the other games? What were some of the other games, Craig? Uh, one of them is Itchy vs. Scratchy, which I think we saw in the previous episode with Noiseland Arcade. But another one... Uh, we did, because we brought up that it should have been the name of the Itchy and Scratchy game. Oh, yeah. Since it was Itchy vs. Scratchy. You're right. Uh, and then also... Or uh, if we didn't bring that up, we should have. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have. I uh, The other uh, uh, game that I caught that caught my attention is Eat My Shorts. Huh. Maybe that's where Bart got that from. I guess so. Uh, no Robert Goulet Destroyer this time. <laughs> no, though. I didn't see Robert Goulet Destroyer, which is a real shame. <laughs> which hackers out there, come on, make this that Streets of Rage mod. I want to play Robert oh Goulet God, Destroyer. I can't, can't wait. Robert Goulet Destroyer. It's just Streets of Rage, but with Robert Goulet music. And Robert Goulet beating the crap out of people. Oh He's God. the only character everyone plays as Robert Goulet. <laughs> All three playable characters are Robert Goulet. Oh, that would be amazing. I uh, so I uh, so Bart's like, all right, I'm gonna play some arcade games for a while, and then I'll hit the books. Gets home, watches cartoons or whatever, watches TV, and then he's like, all right, uh, dinner time, you know. And and Marge is like, oh, like you know, like come and get dinner, like or else the soup will get that icky skin on it. 
And Homer's like, oh, I hate that icky soup skin, which is just fat congealing on the uh, surface if you're uh, interested in why there is skin sometimes on your soup. Mmm, soup skin. Mmm, soup fat. I. Uh, so, I. Uh, at this point, they're in the kitchen, right? And uh, Lisa is... Uh, yeah, they're in the kitchen. And she doesn't want to brag about her A? Is that what it was? Yep. Uh, so Homer, uh, who who would rather be drinking a beer, uh, you know, kind of hams it up a bit. And he's like, oh, this is great. You got an A. And he, he goes to tape it up and he, uh, to the fridge. Which he uses in a, as an excuse to get a beer. It, it, that's true. But you want to know what kind of weirds me out about this? I've never known a family to tape things to a fridge when they have magnets. I've done it numerous times because my fridge does not always have the strongest magnetic surface. Oh. I've had a fridge before that's had a very poor magnetic surface, so you'd had to tape, like, notes onto it. Weird. Post-it notes were actually really big in my house because of that. Hmm, interesting. Probably why I have a fascination with post-it notes and use them in D&D now. Oh, yeah, you do use them a fair bit. I... So uh, I, I like that uh, Bart's only thing on the fridge is a picture of a cat, which is very crudely drawn. But Homer, as as simple-minded as he is, when Bart's like, yo, you covered up my drawing, Homer looks at it and he's like, look at those funny little whiskers. <laughs> uh, and so Bart wants to, uh, 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 you know, uh, go study, or, or maybe not want, but he needs to study. And Homer catches him. And uh, uh, did you catch the the movie he uh, was watching? Gorilla the Conqueror. <laughs> yep. It's a gorilla movie week, apparently. Uh, and I love that Homer starts crying at the end when the ape is <laughs> set out to sea in a cage. Like, who's going to let that open up that cage? That ape going to starve. Yeah, it's a sad ending. That's why Homer's crying. <laughs> It reminds me of those old B movies where they're kind of like trying to be King Kong. Not not that Mighty Joe Young is a B movie by any means. But oh no! It, I, but that was done by the same guys who did King Kong, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, I mean that that movie gets a pass. But there was a ton of movies, right? That were like a giant eight movies that yeah. were like just playing off King Kong. Yeah. If you go and look up like movies that rights have expired, and you can find free, <laughs> you find a lot of stuff like that. So, uh, so Bart finally is going to go hit the books and he gets to his desk in his room, opens up the book, starts reading and just passes the hell out. Which, have you ever fallen asleep reading a book? I have. I have. I have too. It's not super comfortable. No, you wake up and your neck is in just tons of pain. And you're like, in my case, I like, I've like drooled all over the book and it's like sopping wet and it's gross. Yep, those are what those wet stains are in Craig's D&D manuals. Yeah. Dungeon Master's Guide, just right there. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. Anyway. That what happened to the Beholder page? Don't, don't ask questions, Sean. <laughs> I, so, I, 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 so Marge and Homer walk in, and uh, they see Bart's passed out, and they're like, oh, you know, he's fallen asleep. And Marge, well, they haven't confirmed he's asleep yet, I don't think. Uh, maybe they have. But even then, Marge is like, why does he keep failing? And Homer says, he's, I guess he's just a little dim. It's not very kind, right? It's not kind, but I think they're trying to get across that 
Bart's trying. He really is trying to learn. He, is, and I mean... It, it, we'll see more of that later on. Right, yeah. In this episode, we'll we'll see a lot more later on throughout as the episode goes on. Because, like, right now, he is procrastinating. You know, it's like he, he could have gone straight home. He didn't. He he could have, uh, 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 you know, like studied instead of pl- watching cartoons or whatever, and he didn't. He could have done it right after dinner. I mean, his dad kind of forced him to watch the movie with him. But, uh... But, you know, he, he just kept justifying it away. Yeah, and I could have been a lawyer, but I own a Super Nintendo, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Life didn't work out for me either. <laughs> I feel for Bart right now. Okay? So, I... I needed to be Final Fantasy 2 and 3. They were so good. You mean 4 and 6. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were. So, I... So, uh, anywho, I... 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 You know... Uh, Bart is passes out at the desk, which, funny enough, uh, I distinctly remember uh, there is a picture of my uncle who uh, we've who made mention on the, the show. Simpsons episode. He, I mean, he might as well have been. He uh, there's a picture of him as a child passed out at his desk, just like Bart was. And for some reason, every time I see that scene, that's what I think of is my uh, uncle Billy. Uh, oh. That picture of him as a kid. Was your uncle Billy a scholar? A scoundrel, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Same word. <laughs> I I so Bart gets on the bus the next morning and I I he has a conversation with Otto that's a little dark, right? Oh, it's super dark. I love this conversation with Otto. Otto is one of my favorite side characters. I love Otto to death. Yeah, he's great. So uh, uh Bart asks Otto, he says like, "Otto man, he's like, I have to take this test." And I'm going to bomb it. Like, can't you do something? Can't you crash the bus? And Otto says, no, I can't do it on purpose, little dude, but maybe you'll get lucky. <laughs> it's so messed up. So I, 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 uh, so Bart uh, is going to get some answers from smarter kids. And he reaches out to Sherry and Terry. And the two of them are just like, look at him. He just, he's just going to come up here and ask questions. And, you know, and they plan to mess with him. Uh, so I did make note of uh, what answers they told him. Uh, do you want those? Yeah, go for those. Because actually, funny story. Uh-huh. I can, until we did Simpsons trivia mm-hmm. one time, I could not remember the boat that they say the pilgrims went on but now i never forget <laughs> so the pilgrims boat is the spirit of saint louis they landed at sunny acapulco and they left england because of giant rats and uh bart is gonna you know use that information on the test and martin oh martin who may be a piece of shit as we've established <laughs> i at least give credit that he comes through and tells bart bart that information's false. You're gonna fail. Uh, yeah, he he says it in a pretty cruel way. Uh, something to the nature of like a blindfolded chimp with like a pencil in his teeth has a better chance of like passing the test than you. Uh, but at least Martin tells him and doesn't let him bomb. He does. Uh, well, I mean, Bart's gonna bomb anyways. But he doesn't let him bomb with false information at least. Yeah. Uh, and it, and what's interesting to me is Martin considers himself Bart's like natural enemy and even says that. Uh, in, in like in that moment, and and it makes you wonder. Like I, I don't know that he's necessarily Bart's natural enemy. They haven't really had that many negative, like meetings to this point, right? Like I guess technically in the uh, Bart the Genius episode, they kind of do. Yeah, but I would say Nelson and Sideshow Bob are more so his enemies at this point. Oh yeah, Martin's just 
the kiss ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So Bart fakes sick to get out of the test uh, and uh, convinces... Huh? Faking sick to get out of test, I used to do all the time. <laughs> In fact, it got so bad uh-huh. that by senior year, I had turned 18 years old. You had turned 18 years old. And we had the permission to sign ourselves out sick. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. You used to leave school all the time. Just be like, oh, well, time to escape. Or I would cut class. With listeners of The Legend of Retro, Xander and me used to cut class and go to the arcade together. (laughs) We would skip school to go to the arcade, (laughs) which is the most rebellious thing you could think of, and it dates us both so much. Yeah, it really does. That would have been in like 2000, too. That would have been the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a while ago So you think it was way before that. we tell that story, you'd be like, oh, my God, you guys grew up in the, like, the 80s. <laughs> Skipping school, <laughs> going to the mall to go to the arcade. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was. In fact, uh, I think the three of us skipped the ar- school one time, went to the arcade in Livonia, Michigan's mall, and played the Rockman Battle on, like, a main right, machine. Rockman Battle Network. And was that? A, no, Battle Network's the GBA games. It oh. was, um. Uh, Power Fighters. Power Fighters, yep. Rockman Power Fighters, you're right. That's right. I uh, so oh man, that game is so sweet. I know, right? I uh, so I I I so Bart fakes sick and uh there's a made up disease at this point, uh or made up sickness, uh called Amoria phlebitis. Uh and uh then uh, Bart convinces the nurse that, you know, he's got this. Kind of weird that they didn't use a real illness, but whatever. Uh, and so Bart's at home. He, like, rings a bell, and his mom comes up and, like, gets some pudding and stuff. And he asks for the TV, and Homer's once again watching uh, a Giant Ape movie. And the Giant Ape is, like, tap dancing or whatever. And Homer has to bring up the uh, the TV, and he's like, I wish I had Moria Flopitis. So, weird thing about this scene uh-huh. that I didn't really catch growing up. Yeah. I have never lived in a house that had only one TV. When I was very, very young, we only had one TV. Uh, when I was a little older, there was a TV in the living room and the basement. Uh, eventually, that basement TV went to my room. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It went to my mother's room. And then when my mother was sick and tired of the fact that all I was doing was playing video games uh, and just in her way, that eventually got moved to my room. Yeah, I never grew up in a house with one TV. I always had multiple TVs. In fact, growing up, I had two TVs in my bedroom, so I could watch TV and play video games at the same time. Probably, <laughs> That's a bit much. It's probably why I played a lot of role-playing games, because I could just watch The Simpsons and grind away. <laughs> Simpsons grind, Simpsons grind, Simpsons grind. Oh, that Get is all so those spoiled. ranges for Gao. That's the way you gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so I, uh, I, uh, Lisa comes in and she's like, "Everybody knows you're faking it." And Bart's like, "Well, everybody better keep their mouth shut," <laughs> which is a great line. <laughs> Love it. And I, uh, I, uh, so Bart gets answered from Millhouse, and uh, he goes in to take the test the next day, and he's like, "Up oh, here you go, Mrs. Krabappel, uh, Miss Krabappel," and I. Uh, Krabappel grades it. And she's like, "This test is worse than Millhouse's exam. Who he got all the answers from?" Uh, proving that even though Milhouse has glasses, he's not the brightest kid. No, he is the uh, uh, classic Craig. Yeah, he's wearing glasses. Yeah, he wore glasses all of his life. Yeah, he's a nerd. Doesn't really make him smart. A parent-teacher conference is called. Not just parent-teacher. Parent-teacher 
counselor. Ah, yes, Dr. Pryor is back. Uh, Dr. Pryor uh, does not show up very often in, especially later ep- uh, episodes of The Simpsons, but uh, in season one and two, he shows up a few times. Uh, so Pryor uh, uh, says that Bart has a short attention span, which is funny because Homer uh, also, much like Bart, just zones out and it's just prior. It's like blah, 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 blah. And Homer's like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And Pryor says a line that sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Because he says, Bart seems to be an underachiever. And how will I say it? Dare I say he's proud of it. That Which, was a, a slogan for the Simpsons. Yeah. I had a poster that was Bart riding a skateboard and said underachiever and proud of it. Yeah, that was a big uh, a big tagline. Uh, in fact, if you look at news from uh, this era, a lot of schools were like outlawing the like Simpsons shirts that had that and stuff because it was like, oh, it sets a bad example. I uh, so I uh, so prior I uh, I uh, is is like you know saying like oh you know uh, Bart you know what's what's the issue what's going on and Bart gets upset. And he kind of lashes out, and he's like, listen, why are we all dancing around the issue? I know it, you know it, we all know it. I'm dumb. Dumb as a post. Dumb as a brick. And he, and he like, gets upset and gets teary-eyed, and he's like, do you think I'm happy about it? Or, or potentially, maybe not teary-eyed, but at the very least, you can tell on Bart's voice he's upset. This scene, personally breaks my heart. It is really, really hard to watch. And not because it's like poorly animated or badly act. It's just it's hard to watch. It's so depressing and it hits home. It does. It is it is hard. And and I think almost every kid out there has has moments where where, you know, they they had an issue that they had trouble with, whether it's, you know, them doing bad in class or or them having other issues or whatever. And this is just like a child breaking down moment. And it's rough. Like I may have danced around it jokingly earlier, but I had a real problem doing homework because I would be like, well, I got video games. That's what I'm going to do. And a lot of times my grades would suffer in certain Mm -hmm. classes because of it. Yeah. Because I would care more about playing through Legend of Mana or Threads of Fate. Well, those both came out in summer, so that really doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I still play them in the year. I replayed all the games. Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics, I'll use it as an example. Yeah, there you go. It's a long game. You put a lot of hours into it. I used to put hours pretty much from when I came home to when I went to bed into it. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I put a lot of priority on, like, playing video games because that was the great escape, you know? And, uh, and uh, school sucks. Like, you spend the whole day in school and you want to go home and not do more schoolwork. Yeah, that is very, very true. Anybody who says they want to go home and do homework is a liar. You need to punch them. They're the Martin Prince, and I, they suck. They're a piece of shit, and I hate them. <laughs> <to> punch them. <laughs> so, I. Uh, so Pryor uh, says that he, you know, is considering that Bart should repeat the fourth grade. He also admits that it's shameful and emotionally crippling. Uh, and and I've I've never uh, I had to be held back a grade. I know you haven't. I uh, I don't know of anyone who has. But I mean, that's got to be rough. Oh yeah, especially because all of your friends go off to another grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Homer's defense for this, like Marge is like, well, maybe, you know, it might help. And Homer is like, well, look on the bright side. Uh, at least you'll be bigger than the other kids. <laughs> uh, so the next day, uh, Bart is like trying to get a pep talk. He goes to Otto and uh, I, 
you're talking about how Otto is like the coolest guy he knows, and uh, and Bart's like, you even let us like you know like try to like all lean to one side, you know, when we the bus takes sharp turns, and Otto's like, damn thing never goes over. I <laughs> uh, Otto is the best. Otto admits to Bart that he was held back in the fourth grade twice. And he says, but now look at me. Now I drive the school bus. And Bart gets nervous, which is funny because like Bart really idolizes Otto. But in that moment, I think he realizes, oh, this is my future. Yeah, Bart does have a serious conscious moment where he realizes this is going wrong. He needs to fix this. In school, he's still having trouble concentrating, though. He starts to have, like, uh, uh, daydreams of him imagining himself in the fourth grade, but as an old man. And uh, Krabappel's super, super old. And she's like, who can tell me the name of the pirate in law in uh, uh, Treasure Island? Bart? And he's like, listen, lady. He's like, I have a peptic ulcer. My wife's uh, bothering me for a new car. And I got a root canal. And his son, Bart Jr., is in the class, who's more studious than him. And he's like, Long John Silver, Dad. And she's like, I heard that, Bart Jr. <laughs> Which is, I just love. And, uh, yeah, so so Bart's uh, uh, pretty, pretty nervous about this. So, I got a question about this. Because yeah. I, I actually did a little research into it. Mm-hmm. And it might have happened when we were younger, because it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Do elementary schools hold children back? I don't know. I I mean, I think back in the day they did. Because I know that, like, like way back when, kids would even be promoted grades if they thought, like, oh, well, this, this kid doesn't need this. We'll just, just jump them up a couple of grades. That's what I assumed. I did some research into it, and it is a huge talking point currently. Oh. A lot of teachers are told to give a kid 50% as the lowest they can give them, which means they pass the class, even if they don't learn the information. And a lot of parents are for this, and a lot of parents are against this. And this is actually a huge issue that teachers will argue about, lose their jobs over currently. Wow. There are cases where teachers will lose their jobs because they want to fail a child because they're not learning, but they have to push them to succeed and pass. Interesting. So this episode still is relevant today, 29 years later. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. I, man, I, so I, so Bart's out on recess. He's playing baseball and he gets clobbered in the back of the head because he's not paying attention. And uh, they ask Martin, who's reading by a tree. He's reading Moby Dick. He's reading Moby Dick, which... And did you catch the quote he says? I did. What is the quote, Craig? Uh, so he throws the ball back, and and like they all laugh at him because he's not very athletic. And he says, back to the forecastle of the Pequod, which sounds ridiculous out of context. But, but it's the ship from yeah, Moby Dick. It, the Pequod is the, the ship from Moby Dick, and the forecastle is a part of the ship. Uh my stepdad is actually a huge literary nut, and uh-huh. Moby Dick is his favorite book. So, oh. often gone for Moby Dick gifts. So, <laughs> interesting <laughs> sticks out to me. The Great White Whale. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, Barton uh, uh, Bart realizes that Martin is, uh, uh, you know, 
incredibly intelligent. And he needs to, and uh, let's face it, one thing Bart is good at is manipulating people who are, <laughs> who are intelligent. And uh, uh, he lets Martin know, like, hey, listen, like, nobody likes you. I can make it so they don't laugh at you anymore. And Martin's like, what? Like, I thought everyone loved me. And he pushes Martin to the ground and everyone laughs at him. And yeah. And then Martin's like, oh, well, uh, maybe they, they, and Bart picks him up. And pushes him again to prove the point as they all continue to laugh. Allow me to demonstrate my point again. And uh, pushes him over. Uh, so they, they make this deal. And uh, uh, for a short while, you think things are going to go pretty good. Uh, the uh, the test is coming up soon. but uh, We kind of uh, get a montage moment. Yeah, it kind of is. It's an interesting thing that doesn't happen in The Simpsons very often. Do you notice the things that they are doing to study? Uh, well, they're they're changing Bart's uh, like study space. They they clear up his desk. They clean his room. They put a fern in because Martin says every good study space needs a house plant. Mm-hmm. Which random factoid? I absolutely hate house plants. <laughs> I do not like plants in the house. It just brings bugs in, and I'm not a fan. Hmm. I'm not a house plant person. I uh, if I. I feel like if I wanted, like, I had maybe a little bit more time, I would maybe like to have, like, a house plan or something. But, like, I don't know. Like, it, it requires more work than I'm willing to put in. Put them in your damn yard. Yeah, pretty much. Also, I have cats, so they would eat them. So oh, well, that's also an issue. But Yeah, that, that, yeah that'll do it. Uh, so uh, they they do that. Uh, Bart teaches Martin. Not it, You know, it's funny because like, it, it's almost like the deal is that like Bart is going to teach Martin how to be popular. But it's really more that Bart teaches him how to be a troublemaker. Yeah, uh, kind of a troublemaker slacker. Yeah, you know, so he uh, teaches him not to sit in the front of the bus. You have to sit in the back of the bus, which uh, coincidentally, this episode has made it. So I always try to sit in the uh, back of of shuttles, buses, any public transport, I usually go for the uh, the rear. Yeah, I've always done the exact same thing. Because this episode, yeah. I uh, And that's not just for buses, but that's in class and in church. Oh, yeah. It is also <laughs> in classes and in church. Uh, uh, Bart teaches Martin how to make funny faces. Uh, and uh, uh, so, you know, like he, he's teaching him how to be a troublemaker. There's a great scene in this troublemaking montage uh-huh. where... Bart is reading a book and he's got a comic book placed inside of it. And we see Martin and Martin's got a comic book and inside of it, he's got a math book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was pretty great. So I, I also, there's another thing where Mm -hmm. Martin is teaching him how to do things and he starts smacking Bart with a writing crop. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's weird. And where the hell did Martin Prince get a writing crop? You know, that's actually probably the best question, and I don't have an answer for you. The only thing I can think of is he stumbled into his parents' bedroom and found that. Man, Mr. and Mrs. Prince are into some kinky stuff. Because he, he didn't have a horse when they had, like, Lisa's pony. No. No, that wasn't a thing, I don't think. Huh. Yeah, that's... Now, like where did to... that writing crop come from? That's what I want to know. I'm not going to think about it. I thought about it way too much, and it disturbed me a little bit. <laughs> so, I, I, so uh, the the scene transitions, and uh, Martin, uh, Bart, Milhouse, Lewis, and Franklin. I think so. I always forget that kid's name. Gray haired kid with the blue jacket. Yeah, I think it's Franklin. I hope. Anyway, the uh, cool looking one. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh. Him and Lewis are probably the cooler of the their their gang, and in fact, they probably separated themselves from 
Hart and Millhouse over the years because of the fact that they were a little uncool. Uh, but I, uh, but I, uh, uh, they they just got done pushing a kid into the ladies' room, uh, and Martin is just ecstatic. He can't get enough of the power trip, and the fact that it is not him who is pushed into the ladies' room. Which is a great moment, because, like, Martin's almost hyperventilating at this. He's so excited. Oh, yeah. And in this moment, the deal shifts. So Bart's like, yeah, that's great, Martin, but, like, you you show me, you know, how to study and, like, you know, let's go hit the books. And Martin says, the deal's off. The Martin Prince you knew is dead. He's like, come on, boys, to the arcade. And everybody's gung-ho for Martin. Well, hell yeah, they are. They're going to go to the Noisland Arcade, which is the best place ever and the best podcast ever. So if you have friends, <laughs> tell them to go to the Noisland Arcade and listen to us. <laughs> so Bart has been double-crossed. Uh, He's uh, been duped. Uh-huh. And so he tries to get home, or he gets home, and he, he cannot study to save his life. He 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 just can't do it. He's having so much trouble. He's like drawing pictures in the book. And so he prayers, uh, prays to God, gets down on his hands and knees at his bed. And Lisa walks by, hears this and says, prayer, the last refuge of a scoundrel. This is my favorite, favorite scene in this entire episode. I love seeing Bart pray. And I'm not a very religious person. I'll get that out there right now. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in kind of a religious context. So I was very similar to Bart, where I would pray for a way out of school because I didn't want to go. I would do the same exact thing. And Uh I love how heartfelt and emotional Bart is when he just wants something to help him pass. He needs a chance. He needs another day. And so he prays to God. And so he goes to bed. And it starts to snow. Hallelujah starts playing, and his prayers have been answered. I, uh, and so he wakes up and like Marge is like, Bart, wake up, wake up. Like, you know, look outside. And Bart's miserable. He's like, oh my God, this is the start of like the, like just down, it's going to go downhill from here. And it snowed. So he runs downstairs and uh, him, Lisa, Maggie, Homer and Marge are all around listening to the radio. And we get uh, a couple of uh, characters that will have pop up uh, the future. Yeah, we do. Two of my favorite characters. Bill and Marty, two grown men who can't get enough of each other. Boy, that sounds familiar. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. And we need more wacky zany sound effects to throw in here. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> in order, in order to stay, stay, stay relevant in this business, you gotta innovate. Honk. <laughs> uh, so they listen, and not only has the power plant been closed down, I uh, but I, I uh, they've closed down the schools, and I, uh, I mean, for the record, snow days were the best. Right. Snow days were the even as an adult going to college. Snow days were the best. Yeah, because like you, you want to be there. You paid for it. You want to go to class in those. Sure, to some extent. But like it's a snow day. You're like hell yeah. This is a day I didn't expect off. I'm not working because I was planning on going to class. Like this is my snow day. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. In, in fact, the only time snow days aren't awesome mm-hmm. are if you have a job. You don't yeah. get snow days from your job, typically. Nope. You're stuck working them. I know I don't get snow days. I don't get snow days. I, I worked in a grocery store with Craig, and we uh uh-huh. we had a snow day. It was a miserable blizzard. Uh-huh. It, it snowed worse than, like, it, it had snowed in years in, in the area, Detroit area. And Sean and I made it to work. 
There was nothing else to do except shovel snow in the back of the lot. And it was in the negative temperatures. And we just shoveled snow. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. And we came inside. And we were warming up. And our boss walked by. He's like, oh, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it was at that moment that I almost hit him with a shovel. I thought about hitting him with a snow shovel. Sean raises the shovel up. <laughs> I put his hand on, put my hand on the shovel and bring it back down. So anyone who has a snow day, appreciate it. Because when yeah. you become an adult, you probably aren't going to get them anymore. Yeah, life sucks. Depressing. Unless you're a teacher. In which case, life is probably kind of a little bit better. At least when it comes to snow days. Yeah, my mom and my stepdad both Not work the for the money. schools. Mm. So they get time off for those. Oh, that's neat. I... So I... I... Bart is going to run outside. He's about to go have fun. He's really excited, and Lisa stops in Bart's front of him. Bart's got all his winter gear on. He's got a sled above him. He's got goggles on. Uh-huh. Goggles are awesome. <laughs> the fact that he's going to put goggles on to go sledding is intense sledding. That is incredibly intense sledding. Either that or he's going to a sledding rave. One of the two. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe it's the steampunk sled <laughs> convention. Steampunk sled convention. Now, that's what I need is a steampunk sled. Uh, but I... So... I, Bart, get stopped by Lisa. And Lisa's like, listen, like, you made this happen. Your prayers were answered. Like, you, like, I'm not going to presume to understand the existence of God, but you owe him. And Bart agrees. Yeah, Bart says, like, yeah, and he goes to study. He gives the sled to Lisa, and he goes, yeah, goes and studies. I, I, oddly enough, the same plot point will later be covered by Matt Groening's brother-in-law with Arnold on Hey Arnold. Because the episode where they have a snow day, Arnold is stuck working while everyone else goes out to play. You're right. Uh, that's uh, uh, a pretty, uh, uh, or, or was used over in Hey Arnold, uh, which uh, has the, that weird connection to The Simpsons, of course, and the fact that, uh, 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 what is it? Craig Bartlett. Craig Bartlett is married to Matt Groening's sister. Yeah, And yeah. also Dan Castellaneta plays Grandpa on Hey Arnold and he's Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Uh, among others. But I... So, I... There's a gag that actually is... Uh, this is another gag used over again. Uh, Bart is like, oh, you know, like, how much fun could it be to have a snow day anyway? He looks outside, and everybody's having a great time, which this is something that we'll get, uh, we'll see in Bart of Darkness when Bart breaks his leg. He's like, you know, oh, how much fun could it be to be at the pool? And he looks outside, and everyone's having a great time. Uh, but I... Even people who you don't expect to have a great time are outside having a good time. Like Mr. Burns? Mr. Burns is out there having a snowball fight with Homer. Now there's a few. He doesn't. He doesn't throw snowballs. He has Smithers <laughs> throw the snowballs back in that, retaliation. That is true. And in 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 these early seasons, uh, Burns is definitely quite villainous, and uh, uh, Smithers is also kind of a villain at this point in the series. Uh, For those who don't know, going back to things from season one, this was not meant to be the premiere. Doing some research into this episode, mm-hmm. uh, two cars in every house and three eyes on every fish was actually meant to be the season two premiere. Really? But the Simpsons switched over to a Thursday night broadcasting, which put them against the Cosby show, which was the most popular show at the time. And they thought that was a death sentence. So they quickly rushed to have a Bart episode, since Bart was the most popular character, to be the season premiere. Oh. That's why this is the premiere. Interesting. They didn't think a Burns episode would be the strong premiere they needed to fight the Cosby show. 
I mean, they're right. They're right. They're definitely right. But <laughs> they're certainly right. I mean, but heck, the we could have uh, started with Burns as a villain, basically. Oh wow! And it's interesting too because I, I, I mean, the the Simpsons didn't really overtake the Cosby Show until what season, season three? Three, yeah, yeah. They were in the infamous Thursday night slot that you never think of. Everyone who thinks of the Simpsons thinks it's a Sunday night show, but it was on Thursdays for a while. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it's also interesting to think that, like, the Cos the Cosby Show. I mean, like that was the 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 Great American Family at the time. Yeah, and well, um, we'll get into that later. Simpsons we'll get into that really the, soon. The, yeah, the Cosby. Anyway, but also mm-hmm. going back to that, if they would have had the original episode as the premiere, mm-hmm. the season would have started and ended with Mr. Burns. Oh, because isn't Blood Feud the final episode of the season? Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think it is Blood Feud. You're right. Well, I'll be danged. So yeah, they had a weird symmetry that kind of got broken up by making this the premiere. Hmm. Interesting. Now, Sean, I, uh, uh, before we, we delve too far off topic, I did want to ask, did you catch some of the characters that were in the crowds of the people celebrating Snow Day as the mayor has dubbed it? Uh, which was this Mayor Quimby's first appearance? I don't, I don't think it's his first appearance. No. Oh, Okay. Not positive on that one. Yeah, I'm a little, little rusty on Mayor Quimby knowledge, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I wanted to list through some of the names I saw. Yeah, shoot them at me. So you have Bleeding Gums Murphy, Bob the RV dealer, Jacques, who was at the same event that Marge was at, which is probably really awkward. And you want to know the one that I think blew my mind the most? Which one? Sideshow Bob and a cop. Yeah, they're together. <laughs> A sideshow Bob has been let out of jail to enjoy snow day. Even criminals can get out and enjoy the snow day, but not Bart. That goes to tell you something. Bart instead goes into the basement. He takes like a candle with him, and he tries his best to study without yeah, why being does he distracted. Take a candle? There are lights in that basement. Imagery, I guess. Is it just for the imagery of the scene? Because I, I thought that was so. a little weird. I thought it was weird that he's studying by candlelight, yeah, which would it, put a strain on your eyes. It really would. I, I think it's got to be either the fact he thought he would need it or it's the imagery of the scene. I mean, I like to personally read a book by candlelight because I think it's got an old-timey feel to it. I like to play video games by candlelight because that's how our pioneers did it. So I'll sit with my Game Boy by candlelight <laughs> like a pioneer. So uh, Bart hides in the basement and he tries his best to study. And uh, he's trying to focus, and uh, his imagination uh, lets goes wild as he's trying to like remember the lines from the uh, 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 Declaration of Independence. And suddenly, one of or I think it's like a, a Ben Franklin comes inside, and he's like, "It's snowing outside," and they're, they're like, "In the middle of July," and they all have a snow day. Now, did you pay attention to that scene? The colors they used. It was very weird and it's- like very differently colored like sepia almost like like black and white but with like pinks the colors they use are only red white and blue to make that seem really yes oh it is only made in red white and blue interesting which i guess for those of us who are listening who aren't in the united states that's the color of our flag here which Bart is studying the history of god bless america but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they colored the scene entirely in red, white, and blue. Yeah, that is. I didn't catch that. Nice. Uh, and, and like, you know, as Bart's imagination is running wild, he hears, like, you know, like, uh, they all go out, all of the founding fathers go outside, and uh, uh, it's like, oh, look, everybody, John Hancock is writing his name in the snow. And 
implying that he's peeing on the ground in front of everyone. Which is also reference to John Hancock not being afraid of the British when he signed the Declaration of Independence and signing in huge letters, unlike most other people. Oh, yeah, he uh, wrote his name larger than everyone else. The balls on that man. That's why he's peeing in the snow, because he's got <laughs> balls. <laughs> and he wants everyone to know it. So uh, Bart starts slapping himself to try to get himself to focus. And the slapping transitions to school being let out. And the test is over. And Krabappel... Uh, gets the test from everyone, and like Martin Prince is wearing like a a button up shirt with like skulls on it. It's and a sunglasses. Red shirt. I want that shirt. And he's like, "See you later, Mrs. K." Which he should know that it's Miss K, which is the more accurate, polite, quote unquote. She still misses at this time. She's married, but they are separated. Oh. Oh, I always figured it was Miss Miss Krabappel, but it is Mrs. Krabappel because uh, they're separated, but they haven't gotten divorced. Yeah, they haven't fully gone through it. So she's still technically oh, Mrs. Krabappel at this time. Poor Mrs. Krabappel. Because her husband ran off with her marriage counselor <laughs> poor to run Ms. naked on a beach. Well, poor Mrs. Krabappel. Man, she's not had the easiest life, which we'll see as the series goes on. Oh, I can't wait till we get there. I love that episode. <laughs> but I... Uh, I. So, I... Uh, Bart is hesitating. He doesn't want to turn in the test. And Krabappel is like, listen, Bart, you know, give me the test. And Bart's like, can you grade it right now? And she's like, all right, let me pull out old red. And uh, Which is super condescending for a fourth grade teacher. It really is. It, it, Krabappel's not the best teacher by any stretch. Uh, but, I mean, in her defense, she's sick and tired of Bart. He's a troublemaker. He doesn't focus. He doesn't do what he's supposed to. And she's being given more work, essentially, because of this kid. And that's not the right attitude to have for a teacher by any stretch. But she's human. She can only take Bart Simpson for so long. But to be fair, she's the only fourth grade teacher there. You think she would want to pass him just to pass him off on someone else. That's true. And maybe that's what we're about to see. <laughs> because she grades the test and he gets a 59. And she she tries her best to say, oh, it's a high uh, F. It's a, it's a high uh, uh, failing grade. And uh, uh, Bart breaks down. This is one of the hardest scenes to watch in the entire series, I think. I, I would agree. It, it, is, it, is, it is rough. It's not that it's awkward and like hard to watch like Homer trying to commit suicide. But it is heartfelt and depressing. Bart tried his best. It wasn't enough. And he breaks down and cries. And uh, uh, you know, even Krabappel is like, oh, another year together. It's going to be hell. And uh, Bart starts crying his eyes out. And it's so gut-wrenching. And Krabappel says a really smarmy thing to him. She says, oh, Bart, it's just another ref. You thought you'd be used to them by now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Krabappel is, is, is kind of, I mean, it's it's funny. They're funny lines, but they're pretty rotten. And uh, uh, Bart says, like, you know, this was my best. This is what I try. Like, this is as hard as I could try, and it still wasn't enough. And uh, uh, Bart, as he's, he's like, you know, sobbing, says that he feels like Washington did at the Battle of Fort Necessity. And Krabappel's like, what did you just say? And Bart says, he's like, you know, Washington, his, his, he, he lost at the Battle of Fort Necessity. 
And uh, are you familiar with the Fort Battle of Fort Necessity? Go on. Please explain for our listeners. Well, in 1754, uh, this was Washington's only surrender as a commanding officer. And it was when we were still a part of uh, Britain, Britain's rule. So uh, uh, the battle began at Fort Necessity uh, with the French and... Washington surrendered like there's nothing he could do. They were totally outmatched. And uh, after that battle, the French-Indian War began, uh, which basically caused the Seven Years' War, uh, where like England uh, battled France and Spain, and it was a giant power struggle which uh, altered the New World, which is why uh, France had to give up so much of their land uh, because they ended up losing. Poor France. Yeah, they uh, 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 they ended up getting pushed back to around New Orleans, uh, which is why there's still a lot of French. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you are French. I'm not sure I, why you're being condescending. <laughs> I to can French. be condescending to the French. I am French. <laughs> you're allowed to be. It's like that Seinfeld episode where he's convinced that his dentist has switched to becoming Jewish, <laughs> so he can make jokes about it. <laughs> Only I didn't switch. I've always been French. Well, I don't think you can switch your your ancestry. I don't think that's a thing. Blood transfusions. Touche. Time travel. Also touche, but neither, neither of us are named Schultz, so we can't use the <laughs> Schultz time machine. It's a shame. Uh, so, I... I... Uh, Krabappel is so impressed by Bart that he he's using applied knowledge that he knew that Washington, like, which I don't think I knew anything about the Battle of Fort Necessity when I was a kid. No, I wouldn't have known that as a child. And I... Uh, she passes him. He gets a bonus point on the test, pushes him to 60. He gets a D minus, and he passes. He will not be held back. He will never be in the fourth grade again. For or, the rest of the series. Or maybe that will just continue. Maybe they all got held back. Anyway. Uh, maybe so- Schultz cursed them and trapped <laughs> them in a time paradox where they continuously go over and over again. Because Bart has passed the fourth grade. They've had the last day of school numerous times. Curse you, Schultz! I Schultz! <laughs> so, Bart is ecstatic. He's so happy. He kisses Krabappel, jumps on the desk, runs out, and he starts, you know, yelling that he passed. He's he's gonna be okay. Uh, Martin Prince is getting caught by Skinner. Uh, his friends give him thumbs up. Nelson Muntz and his two cronies give a thumbs up. Which is kind of weird, but Good on Nelson. And, I mean, you know, they, they signed that, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the Declaration of uh, 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 Peacetime or Surrender or whatever that uh, uh, her, or, uh, uh, Herman? Yeah, Herman forced Nelson to sign. Yeah, so one thing Bart notices, though, after he's ran out of there and passed everyone, he stopped and he kissed the teacher. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> And uh, it's not the first time there's going to be sexual tension between Bart and Krabappel. But there's a lot of sexual tension between Bart and Krabappel. There shouldn't be, but there kind of is, which we'll get into in a future episode. But Bart gets home, and they put the uh, the yeah, the, test, the D test yeah, on the D fridge. minus test on the fridge, and his family is a little proud of him. Which it's very wholesome feeling that Bart passed because he learned something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is Bart Gets Enough. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty emotional episode. And I feel like unlike uh, uh, episodes like uh, 
uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Homer's Odyssey, uh, which you even brought up earlier, uh, where it's sort of a cheap ploy to get your 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 heartstrings tugged tugged at. In this episode, it's very natural. It's very uh, it's natural. It's heartfelt. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think someone who struggled could have felt with. In fact, I wouldn't have thought of this beforehand. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a YouTuber out there, the Nostalgia Critic, who did his top 10 favorite Simpsons episodes. Yeah. And I watch a lot of people's top 10 so I can be a condescending prick and say, like, <laughs> you're wrong. My episode choices are better. I, uh-huh. I think that's what a lot of people do with any top 10 list. I mean, it's also clickbait kind of like it, it, it's so it, it's just so easy to click on something like that and just zone out watching those things. But he said his favorite episode was Bart Gets an F. And I had never considered that up until that point, that that would be a top-tier episode. You know, it's funny, because I remember, I distinctly remember when you first found that video, you sent it to me, and you were like, dude, see this guy's top ten and let me know what you think. And I, and I remember going through it, and I just thought, like, at the end, I was like, Bark, it's an F. No way. Why is this his number one? And I heard his reasoning for it, and it was like... Okay, I it gotta see it. It is an incredibly legitimate argument. If you've not seen this video, go out and watch it. Uh, it's it's not my favorite episode. No, mine neither. But I would argue that I can see why it would be someone's favorite episode. Oh, yeah. Because it is very down to earth and very relatable. It, yeah, it definitely is. I, I think that uh, if if you are are listening to our show and, and you only have the vaguest memories of some of these old episodes and you haven't been watching them, I mean, aside from the fact that you should be watching them, like, find Bart Gets an F. Go ahead and uh, either jump on your streaming services or jump on uh, uh, buying a copy of the DVDs, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, Bart Gets an F is a, a very, very solid episode. It's way better and way more heartfelt than it deserves to be. And it was the right move to make it the premiere. Oh, yeah. I think I definitely think so. I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, Bart kind of in the the early '90s got categorized as uh, a mischief maker, this century's Dennis the Menace, whatever you the you want to describe him as. But episodes like this really show that even though Bart is is a troublemaker, you know he he has a heart. He has there's there's a lot of uh, 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 you know sort of soul behind his character, uh, which eventually. <laughs> he would sell, but I, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, there's just a lot to Bart, and I think that's sort of the lasting impact of this episode. Is it this episode in particular showed a very sensitive side to Bart Simpson, and I, I think that this was an episode where, unlike in previous episodes where there was emotional stuff going on, and they didn't do an especially good job of showing it. I think in this episode they really like they they hit a, an incredibly high point for for depicting things like this. Oh, the depth this episode puts into Bart is its lasting impact for me. Mm-hmm. It changes him as a character. He is no longer just a troublemaker. He's a troublemaker who tries. He doesn't want to be this, but that's just who he is. He can't mm-hmm. help it. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, uh, an incredibly amazing start to season two. Uh, uh, season two, we're, we're going to have some really amazing episodes. And uh, this one in particular is, is definitely probably one of the greats. They, they Honestly, the only downfall to Bart gets an F being episode one of season two is the fact that it's one of the highlights of the season. So there's going to be not as many good episodes, you know? But uh, it starts you off so strong that you're ready to go for yeah, season two. Absolutely. And uh, so that's where uh, I think that we should probably wrap up uh, today's episode. Uh, 
definitely appreciate you guys uh, uh, watching. Uh, you know, we we've made uh, a lot of uh, uh, references to some of our buddies like Xander on uh, uh, Legend of Retro. Make sure to check out that show, of course. And if, uh, you can always uh, support our show, Noiseland Arcade, as well as all the other shows on the GameZilla network by uh, going over to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where uh, not only can you support our show, but you can also get uh, fun bonus content by doing so. Have a good day, everybody. We'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.